This is the Fox Sports South College Countdown. Intercepted. Wow, he got crushed. It's blocked and it's going to be a touchdown. Final five to the end zone. 20, 10, touchdown. Here's Wes Durham and Corey McCartney. You were listening to College Countdown presented by North Myrtle Beach. Corey McCartney with you as we head into the second quarter of our show, now joined by singer-songwriter Walker Hayes. Walker, man, good to hear from you. Corey, thanks for having me today, buddy. I appreciate you getting me on the show. Absolutely, man. Now, the, the new album, Boom, comes out on December 8th. You can pre-order it now. Give them a follow on Twitter at Walker Hayes or go to walkerhays.com for tour dates, swag, all that stuff. Now, first and foremost, you're an Alabama native from Mobile. A few years ago, you put the Alabama-Auburn rivalry to music with Iron Bowl, the rivalry. Uh, yeah. the, Crimson, the Crimson Tide, their undefeated, undefeated season, possibly college football playoff spot, just fell to the Tigers. Are you still reeling from that one? Oh, yes, man. It's a... Uh... <laughs> that was a uh, emotional night for us. I was in Greenville, Alabama, watching it with the in-laws. And, uh, you know, I'm a Bama fan. And um, everybody knows, you know, if you grow up in Bama, you, you know what you are at a very, very early, early age, I guess, similar to the Ohio State-Michigan rivalry. But, yes, man, we're – I'm collecting my thoughts emotionally. I'm doing the math. I'm definitely going to be watching these games next week. Uh to, you know, to figure out if, if, if our name is in the hat for the vote. Because uh, I definitely, you know, want a rematch. <laughs> well, they still got a shot at this thing. Now, now I understand you're going to be a father for the seventh time. So congratulations yes, on that. And I have to know, we're obviously heading into the holiday season. How does one handle gift buying with that many kids? Oh, my goodness. So, so honestly, the way we do it is one big one. And lots, lots of like maybe two or three little ones a piece. So it's very strategic. Um, you know, no, it, it's tough. They start competing. You know, once you get big gifts for each of them, and so you know, we'll do. We we've done the trampoline thing one year, um, something like that. But honestly, my wife does all that shopping. I kind of just watch them open gifts, and I'm like, ah, of course I got you that. <laughs> uh, and uh, but yeah, man, my kids. They they are so happy uh, with a little bit, and um, you know how it is. Yeah, I know it's cliche to say, but kids love the dumbest toy they get on Christmas. You you can never predict. It's kind of like college football. You can never predict what toy they're gonna favor, and it's usually the one that you spent the least time stressing over uh, <laughs> whether they would like it or not. It's usually that you know the pencil that you got them in the cash in in the checkout line or something. That's crazy. right. So three boys and three girls are, are the are the are the sides rooting one way or the other for this next one? Oh yeah, yeah. They, uh, you know, I think I think it's just it's typical. The girl, the girls want a girl and the boys want a boy. But honestly, no one's no one's getting angry about it. You know, they all they were all just so excited to hear, you know, that that mom was pregnant again, that we're gonna have a new baby, and uh, they really were. They were just really all genuinely delighted. Uh, my 11-year-old was even a little bit uh, emotional. She cried happy tears <laughs> when when she found out. So it was a sweet moment. I mentioned Boom coming out December 8th, and this the yeah. second the second act for you has been so impressive. You broke up with me, closing in on 26 million plays on Spotify. Beautiful was over 700,000. When you lost that Capitol Records deal in 2012, could you have imagined this becoming possible? No, no, man, not at all. I honestly thought um, just the way the odds work in Nashville, 
you know, I thought I had definitely gotten more chances than most already at the artist thing. And I, and I thought best case scenario, best case scenario, an, a, a large artist cuts one of my songs and maybe I, you know, maybe I can have a career in songwriting. Um, and so, yeah, the fact that, you know, I'm sitting here with a, a top 15 single this week um, that's selling, you know, is pretty unreal. And I'm the artist singing. It's pretty surreal to be driving around uh, in my hometown of Franklin now, right south of Nashville, and to hear it, you know, on the radio on a on a daily basis. That's pretty nuts. Man, that's so. Well, congratulations, man. It's uh, it's, man, it's, it's you. you know, it, you, there, there are songs you can't get out of your head. I mean, that's yeah. the thing, and, and in a good way. It's not like we're talking about like right. the Macarena where you can't just, like an earworm, <laughs> you can't force it out. But, you know, yeah. it's, yeah, the, you, you famously had the, the stint at, at Costco. How did how did that come about? I, I know you, you laid it out there before, but it's just such an amazing yeah. story. Man, so, you know, honestly, I w- it was one of the most humbling moments of my life. I, I met a guy at one of my own shows in Franklin, Tennessee. I was playing a seafood restaurant called Puckett's Boathouse, and, a guy named Nick Kanger walks up to me and he's just a humongous fan. And he starts talking about my music and, and stuff and how much he loves it. But he also mentioned he worked at the tire center in Costco. And, um, you know, I needed a job at the time. I wasn't able to, to pay the bills. And so I needed a second, a second job at the time. And, uh, you know, I was ashamed, but I asked him, you know, if they were hiring, he said, yes, they were. And within about a month, um, you know, I was going through orientation at Costco, and I actually uh, was assigned to the produce section. So from about 4 a.m. to 10, uh, 10.30 every day, I stocked produce in the cooler. And, uh, man, they were kind to hire me. I, you know, I needed a job. I was desperate. We were desperate for cash. And um, But I continued to write, you know. And, again, that's one of those times where, you know, when I was there, uh, I definitely didn't see this moment coming all this success is happening and um it's it's pretty crazy man a lot has happened overnight basically in the past two years uh, wow i know people don't generally buy cds anymore but would there be any more of a sweet moment to be able to see that to see boom in in that store oh absolutely i've told every i mean dude i'll tell you what i feel sorry for any of my fans who show up at the the walmart that i go to because i guarantee you i will be there (laughs) the minute they open and I'll be there with my kids and we will buy every single copy that's in there. And man, just to, you know, I'll just let, I'll just sit there and look at it, you know, for a minute and take it all in. And that's, that's how every day is uh, for us. It's really hard to explain, but my wife and I, we celebrate all the, even the smallest victories, but I consider that a major um, milestone. You know, we've been here 13 years together and we've, uh, you know, we've done the family thing regardless of how much sense it didn't make, you know, to still be an artist and, and, and to have all these kids. And we will, we, we will be absolutely proud uh, to the core when we walk in and, um, and see that CD sitting, you know, up there on the shelf with a lot of my heroes. Yeah, I, I had a couple of books come out, and the last one last year was in Barnes & Noble. Yeah. And just seeing it there on the bookshelf is uh, it's, uh, oh, it's yeah. really strange. Man, I can't imagine. Yeah, I can't imagine because because you know, I mean, and I can't imagine writing a book. I mean, I'm sure that that takes way more time than probably an album. But yeah, just all the blood, sweat, and tears you put in, you know, to these ideas you have and to see them come to fruition like that's pretty crazy. And 
you know, I don't know. Maybe I feel like CDs maybe are going away, and so I think it's kind of nice to slide in there, you know, to to maybe be one of the last. You know, I don't know how I don't know what's next, but I know it's it's hard to even find a place nowadays where they sell an, an album. That's very true. Now, what I want to know what artists influence you. I mean, there's obviously some there's obviously country in your sound, but there's hip hop, yeah. there's R and B, rock. Where did this Where did the the Walker Hayes sound come from? Well, I grew, I grew up, you know, we were talking earlier, I grew up listening to a lot of hip hop. Um, and, uh, you know, it was, it was anywhere from Bone Thugs and Harmony, like a lot of R&B flavored hip hop all the way to Tupac. Um, I was obsessed with him growing up and really, you know, when, when, when I was in high school and at a parking lot or in a field or, or whatever, it was all over the map. Honestly, there wasn't that much you know, country, my first country album I ever bought was uh, Tim McGraw, and it was the lyrics, really, that, you know, that drew me to him. It was a, it was a particular song called Don't Take the Girl, and I remember that being oh, one of Oh, yeah. That was one of the first country songs where I went, wow, this is a, a really interesting turn of phrase. It's amazing, you know, how the writer did this. But I listened to it all, you know, when I picked up the guitar, John Mayer, uh, you know, Room for Squares album was was really popular, um, so I listened to a lot of that. But honestly, I, th- I feel like I've always just been attracted to the lyricists, the the songs that really, you know, had content that spoke to me, that just kind of turned the world off and made me want to listen a little closer. And um, you know, I had no idea listening to all that stuff that that I would eventually be a songwriter. But looking back, I can see why I was attracted to those. Uh, types of songs but man I I never I didn't listen to to music in a box you know I, I didn't call it a genre I just I listened to it all and um I definitely loved bass though that's something that all my <laughs> friends uh from back in high school they laughed that that my music has that beat in it because uh when I grew up I was always you know trying to see how loud I can make my my blazer thump down the road and uh <laughs> You know, my parents were embarrassed. They were always like, hey, can you, you turn that down when you come in the neighborhood? And I was like, dude, louder is better. That's right. The harder, the harder it hits, man, that's that's what I, that's what I love about it. Um, so, man, really, just anything, anything and everything uh, when I grew up, for sure. I grew up in Ohio. It sounds like we grew up in the same place, though. All right, you, yeah. got, this, you got this very personal style of writing, and I— Shut up, Kenny. I hear that now. You hear the song, and you and I know it's it's an endearing, it's a tribute. Did you have to reach out to him in advance to before you know just to, to let him know that this was a positive? Absolutely. I, I, there was no way uh, I was going to put that song out if he took offense to it in any way, form, or fashion. One being because his music sits uh, parallel with my wife and I's relationship. He was taken off when we started dating in ninety. Seven, and so uh, you know, a lot of his songs I identify with awesome or bad, you know, memories of us, and uh, so he's a special guy to me. You know, I'm not, we're not friends by any means, but my producer happens to be great buddies with Kenny and has written several songs that Kenny has cut, and so yeah, they shot it over to him and uh, just said, hey, you know, Walker's a big fan. You know, this was a song idea he just had to write. Um, you know, we we wanted on the album, take a listen, just kind of filling him out. And uh, he, he said it was really cool. He loved it. And uh, so that, that we kind of got his blessing, you could say. But, man, I, you know, I would never want to 
I don't want to be that guy who who offends anybody, and uh, that's that was really the main reason for running it by him. I just didn't want him to think, oh, this kid is, um, you know, taking a stab at me. It's not like that at all. They got to get him to do a cover of it. That would uh, that that would be, <laughs> that would be awesome. Right? We we thought it'd be funny if you did a spoof like uh, like Shut Up Walker, you know, and was like <laughs> quit singing songs about me. <laughs> that's so, great. All right, so uh, yeah, he he was kind. I want to get into this week's games. Going to put you to the test here a little bit, and you, you know, we know you're an Alabama guy, but we're going to test your your metal here. So we're going to start out in the Pac-12 title game, Stanford USC, a rematch from September 9th. USC won that game, 42 to 24. Cardinal running back Bryce Love looks like he's headed for a spot at the Heisman ceremony. Who's taking this one? Well, I think a lot of this this one is an example of how I'm going to go for a lot of these rematches. I think so, several of them were such blowouts that I just don't see you know, teams adjusting and, and coming back. So I'm, I'm going to say uh, USC takes this one. And uh, I think Darnold is not going to throw any interceptions or as many as he has recently. <laughs> and I think uh, Jones is going to take a little pressure off of him. And, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, didn't uh, – I feel like USC lost um, – in a, in a Pac-12 championship a couple of years ago to Stanford, maybe. Yeah, there you and, go. Uh, so, so this isn't like this means a lot to them. You know, they want to win this one uh, as much as they wanted to beat them in the regular season. So that's what I'm going with there. I like this. You're coming strong. This is a uh, this is impressive stuff. All right, the AAC game is Memphis and UCF in another rematch. Uh, UCF. Undefeated, but Scott Frost, our coach, uh, expected to take over at Nebraska. Might be some outside uh, noise there. Who's, uh, does UCF stay undefeated? I think they do, and honestly, it's a, it's a stupid reason. But I, I feel they're they're at home, aren't they? Yeah. For this game, so I I think you know this is one of those interesting games where this I mean, wouldn't you say this is their biggest game all year? I mean, whatever comes next is cool. You know, wherever wherever whatever they play. Uh, during bowl season, and I feel like this matters the most. And, um, again, this is just – this was a blowout uh, when they played earlier. I guess it's been, what, seven games? I don't know, something like that. But I'm going to go with UCF on this one. And, honestly, it's one I know the least about, but I, I feel like UCF's going to take it home. Hey, you win 11 games, you might as well win the 12th one, right? That's how right, play. exactly. All right, the Big 12 game, another rematch – Oklahoma, TCU, Baker Mayfield, the clear Heisman favorite. Do the Sooners punch the expected ticket to the college football playoff? Now, this is this is a rematch that could get interesting. Um, you know, I don't know how much a defensive end can change a game, but, you know, what's his name, Bozen? He, he uh, I think he's going to not get kicked out this game. <laughs> uh, I did a little research on this one, and I had forgotten what had happened. Uh, but I think he's going to stay in. This one could get interesting. I mean, I want, you know, personally as a Bama fan, you know, I need some, I need some losses here between Oklahoma and Wisconsin. So I'm kind of, I feel like Mayfield's going to, going to tear it up. Rodney Anderson, they're, they're just going to, they, they are most likely to win. But I wouldn't mind a TCU upset here. So you taking Oklahoma? You taking TCU? Uh, I'm gonna. I'm just gonna stay. I'm gonna take Oklahoma. If I right. bet money, I'm taking Oklahoma. All right. 
the SEC game, the one that I know you think Alabama should have been in, is now Georgia and Auburn in the last of the rematches. This is the seventh one, by the way, in SEC title history. Carryon Johnson from uh, Auburn expected to play in this one, but the Bulldogs are going to be looking for revenge. Who's going to take this? If if Johnson's healthy, Auburn's got it easy. If he's not, I think it'll be a game, but Auburn's going to take it. Um, Stidham is he's on fire. Dude is confident right now. You can just tell by looking at him on the sideline. He's he's feeling like he's pretty amazing right now, and uh, I like that. You know, I want I want Auburn, I want Auburn to win. I love Kirby Smart, um, but I don't think um, I don't think they can handle Auburn this year. All right. The ACC game, Miami and Clemson. The ACC has been waiting on Miami to make it to this game since they joined the conference. It couldn't be much bigger. Well, it could have been a little bit bigger if the Hurricanes didn't fall to pit, but an almost guaranteed spot in the playoffs here. Miami, Clemson, who's getting the win in Charlotte? Uh, this is the only one that's not a rematch, correct? So they, they did not play. You know, I'm going to go with Clemson. Um just watching Miami play Pitt, I didn't think it looked really great. And uh, I think Clemson just has more experience uh, in games like this. Although, when Miami, um, you know, I know they're thinking how they they handled Syracuse right after uh, Syracuse handled Clemson. So, I'm sure they're watching some valuable film, but I'm going to go with Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers. Are we going to see the turnover chain? What's that? Are we going to see the turnover chain in this one? I don't know what that is. Oh, you don't. Okay, so Miami, when they get a turnover, they. Oh, you they, mean I was talking about other you? Yeah, the chain. That yeah, they always, yeah. They always wear when they get it. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if uh, you know Clemson is such a deep, diverse team. I guess nobody's like superstardom this year, but everyone's involved and they're pretty solid. So you may, you may that turnover chain might stay in the box. I like that thing though. It's like a you know two live crew fallback thing. You know, back it in the day. It's cool. It's a, it's cool. Yeah, what? Uh, Mama's got the belt. Somebody Georgia's got the big like shoulder pads with the spikes on yep. it. And stuff. Yeah. There you go. All right, the last one for us, the Big Ten game, Ohio State and Wisconsin. This one, not a rematch, so the Buckeyes have an outside shot at making the playoff. Wisconsin, the last undefeated Power Five team. How's this one going to play out? Man, uh, I've I've actually got some buddies who are uh, Wisconsin fans, and they have all been very realistic about, you know, Wisconsin's schedule this year and how easy it's been. But, man, I think they have a lot to prove. And, uh, you know, I've been watching Ohio State recently, and um, I I think Wisconsin's going to beat them. I think Wisconsin's going to upset somebody hardcore. Um, So, yeah, I'm going to go with with, uh, Wisconsin on this one. Finally going to get their respect if they can take this one. That's for sure. Yeah, and so, I mean, I don't know. What's the status on on Barrett? I mean, is he – is he okay? Yeah, I, well, I think we're going to find out. They're kind of playing it close to the vest. So, do you have do you have a, a playoff prediction? Do you do you have four teams that you think are going to get in? Uh, I haven't really like written it down. I, if I had to like, <clears throat> you know, pick who it would be, it would either be it would be. Uh, I want. I would love to see obviously two SEC teams in it. So you know, I, I would love Auburn and Bama. Uh, obviously, and then, you know, I don't really care when it comes down to, you know, Clemson and Miami and, um, you know, Ohio State 
and that in Wisconsin and stuff like that. So yeah, I, I really I want to see two SEC teams in it, and I want to see Bama obviously voted in, and I want to see that rematch. As long as the Yellow Hammer State teams are in there, right? That's all you. That's care what about. I want to see. It's all man. It's always fun, uh, no matter what. And um, so yeah, I just I love all college football. I watch I watch any game, no matter who's playing. Well, there's going to be some good ones this week. And once again, Walker Hayes' new album, Boom, comes out December 8th. You can follow him on Twitter at Walker Hayes or go to walkerhayes.com for tour dates and more. Walker, thanks so much, man. Wishing you continued success. Corey, thanks for having me. Have a good day, okay? You too, man. We'll be back with more College Countdown right after this. Like what you're hearing? Be sure to listen to College Countdown presented by North Myrtle Beach, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and Stitcher Radio throughout the season. North Myrtle Beach, where a summer vacation is even better in the fall. Paddle a serene inland waterway. Ride horseback on a warm, wide-open beach. It's never too late for a sensational summer vacation. This fall, just coast. For travel deals, visit ExploreNorthMyrtleBeach.com.